0: A choreographer and a dance and fitness instructor hello
1: ahelia hi deborah hi hello. Kai. hello
0: i think that thank you, is, you for having me
2: i think that description doesn't do justice no i really don't <laughs> what do, you so. do <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh just knowing you a little bit and i think the journey you you've been through uh as a dancer mm-hmm. uh you know, it's a, it's quite amazing, you know, and, and I think quite brave to be in places where usually we associate with conflicts, you mm. know, but in this case to hone an art form uh, and an art form that is not very mainstream or very well known. So maybe you can tell us uh, a little bit about this thing called Gaga.
1: Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. So um, basically, I went to Israel for the first time, um, Mm -hmm. knowing that there are many contemporary dance companies and choreographers there Mm -hmm. who are really interesting and special. And I had tried a Gaga class before in the US where I went to college Mm -hmm. previously and um, I found it just very interesting and very different from anything else I'd ever tried and I wanted to find out more and explore more. Mm -hmm. So, Gaga is a movement research language, that's how it's often Mm -hmm. referred to, um that was created by a man named Ohad Naharin mm-hmm. and he is the director and um head choreographer of Batsheva Dance Company
3: mm-hmm.
1: um they are a really really world famous and very renowned contemporary dance company mm-hmm. israeli company based mm-hmm. in tel aviv
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um ohad basically created gaga um as a language with which to train his company dancers, that's how mm. it came about, mm. and it also came about because he had injuries in mm. his body, mm. and he wanted to find ways to move and still find a lot of richness and quality and pleasure, mm. um, moving even without, you know, just like a completely perfect uh, body and tool box, mm. um, to, to still find new tools and find a lot of. Access points to rich movement, like, um, because he loves to dance and loves to move. Yeah,
2: you know, like I said before, we don't often associate a place like Israel with uh, arts. You know, mm-hmm. now, of course it, mm-hmm. it is there. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and what more, you know, for um, like an an entirely new language of dance to grow out mm-hmm. of that, and not just grow and grow and prosper, mm-hmm. and to have you know, dance companies, like dance on songs, like, you know, almost like permanently, uh, how do you say, rooted exactly. and, and you know, pulling a lot of uh, practitioners and students from all over the world, you know, wanting to be there despite all sorts of difficulties and mm-hmm. obstacles you have to go through to, to be there, to stay there. Exactly. Uh, what do you think make, that work you know uh, like makes it work for them or like how are they able to do this you know
1: yeah (laughs) so I think there's two things um one is that there is like this local dance scene there Mm -hmm. um and there are some really fantastic dance schools for younger Israelis Mm -hmm. um who are training there from a high school level onwards and um they have this, they're so lucky because the whole approach to movement and dance is very unique, and they get to experience that from the beginning of their training.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, for the Israelis who are there creating art, I think it's just one story. And then for the international dancers who go there to pursue it, it's another story. So, mm-hmm. for the ones who are there, it's actually quite interesting. And I think it does tie in with their culture. This is just my Mm. opinion and observation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i think that you know um israelis are very passionate people Mm. and um very interesting and very artistic and i think it comes out of the fact that life it's things are kind of like it's like a life and death life or death Mm. situation there Mm -hmm. often right and then all of everyone has been in the army everyone has um lost someone at some point, whether mm. it's of their own generation or maybe parents or grandparents mm. and, you know, have had experiences, um, you know, hearing stories about the Holocaust or mm. whatever it might be until today and their current situation and position in the world.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: um it's a tense place to be. There's all, mm. of course, like controversy um around them and their existence in that, part of the world so um i think it just puts shifts things quite into perspective Mm -hmm. and um i think anything they do has a lot of purpose Mm -hmm. and there's a different sort of intensity to Mm -hmm. life and to anything that you're doing there i feel Mm -hmm. um and that comes into the art in a productive way Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because basically they're channeling that Um, attitude Mm. and intensity into the work that they make so
2: and if you if you compare the scene or the intensity there as uh, where normally you would be which is LA right yeah like how would that compare you know
1: yeah it's just a cultural difference I think there's like this honesty basically it's this intensity and passion but it's also an honesty and a straightforwardness Mm. because Mm. there's not no need to like sugarcoat anything or like have a veil over anything it's like Mm. we come and we work Mm. and also we're very human in the studio which i loved personally Mm. it's not um it just makes everything we're doing feel so much more important Mm. (laughs) and so much more interesting to to work really hard with a lot of honesty Um, and as you and I privately chatted about before, <laughs> it's like coming from inside it's it's not something external, and mm. in fact, in like a gaga class, there are no mirrors
3: yeah.
1: um and you're not meant to mm. look and try to image, like match a form yeah. an external yeah. form the yeah. way Maybe you aim to in ballet, for example, you know, or these conventional ways of training where you go and you stand at the bar every day or you're Mm -hmm. in the class Mm -hmm. and there's a mirror and there's others in the class and you're all trying to achieve the same form. Mm. Um, It's not about that. It's about going and it's about listening and being very present Mm. and very available to the moment Mm. and to honestly what's happening in the room and in your body in that moment um and um listening to sensation yeah. physical sensation as a starting point mm-hmm. to move and then it leads you on a whole journey to a lot of really amazing places physically yeah. and mentally
2: well, it sounds like or it seems like uh, gaga is a very therapeutic and very meditative uh, process you know of of yes. using the body and and in dancing and, you know, I'm curious about, you know, how do you balance that into or with the choreography? Because when yeah. you make a performance, you have to, you know, have a series mm-hmm. of choreographies to to stitch them together into mm-hmm. a story, you know. Exactly. So how do you balance that meditative quality and healing quality with the art form, you know, which is the choreography?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a great question. So, um basically when you're in gaga and it's it's um there isn't choreography and it's free mm. movement um you're kind of honing your listening skills um your physical listening and you're absolutely right that it, it's meditative i always i sometimes describe it as like a physical meditation in a way mm. Mm. um you have some starting points and information that's given to you by the teacher very simple physical information to listen for example to like the weight of your bones Mm. or to the or sense the temperature of the air on your skin or something like that and then the instructions build and they layer Mm. and they get complex and sometimes they are not things that organically go together you know And so it's challenging you and it's pulling you in, it's drawing you in to really um, try to meet the task um, without assuming you know what it is or falling into into a pattern, basically. Mm -hmm. You have to be truly doing it. There's no way to fake it. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, You basically, like I can give you an example. Um, Often when you're moving fast, like if, especially not for a dancer, but maybe for anyone who you tell, okay, quickly, let's move quick, quick, quick. Mm-hmm. And you watch people mm-hmm. and you see that they'll have uh, tension in the body. They might be mm-hmm. like grabbing or gripping mm-hmm. um, with their flesh and their bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you might be challenged in a Gaga class to actually say, we don't have to hold that tension. We can move really quickly, but very like without holding tension.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, speed and texture don't have to be like one map like one version with with the other you can always change something or or if you're falling down what does that feel like If the feeling of falling Mm. what if you fell upwards for Mm. example Mm. like it's always flipping something on its head and the point of being in the room is to be always curious and okay. always searching something right yeah, it's,
2: it's, so it's, it sounds very demanding not just physically but also demanding on our on your consciousness you know basically when you, you know, when you say you move in a way where normally would show tension but to consciously mm-hmm. not show that tension mm-hmm. you know that's like you know the brain having to process like absolutely. so many different yes. things yeah
1: <laughs> And that's what I love about it, because Mm. I've always been interested in like academic and intellectual and mentally challenging things. And Mm. I'm also a very physical person. So Mm. for me, that's why I love Gaga so much, because it's this culmination of both. It's like the peak of both Mm -hmm. meeting. Mm. And um, anyway, to answer your question, though, Mm. uh, where this practice meets choreography mm. it's just making your choreography so rich and the quality of your movements so rich because you can still um be listening to everything you do or researching everything you do even if it's the hundredth time that you've done this choreography mm. there's always something new to find
3: mm-hmm. um
1: in it you mm. know and um so say you're just going through some choreography you're listening to i don't know the movement in your spine you're listening to all the little space between your vertebrae you're Mm. listening to um the stretch like between one place and another or the distance between one body part and another Mm. and you're actually we call it listening but yeah you're listening to these things
3: Mm. to be
1: more present in it and there is an a look that comes out of it there's an aesthetic that comes out of that listening and out of that presence basically Mm. Um, and being so in the moment and so available for anything to happen like any kind of a contrast from something sensitive to something explosive or Mm. um yeah just being just listening so much and being so present in in choreography that's how that's how you kind of um apply the
0: gaga you know, tools and and, um, way
1: of working to choreography. I mean,
0: you described it as movement research, right? Mm
3: -hmm, And mm
0: -hmm. the thing that I'm sensing is you almost take a movement and you split it into its base layers. So if I'm sitting, for example, Mm -hmm. I'm examining how exactly my body is aligned to that posture perhaps and Mm -hmm. shifting different components of that in order to achieve a certain feeling would that be sure, somewhere sure. close yeah. to
1: it? So basically, if you're sitting, um, there's so many ways you can be interested in your own sit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. basically, um, you can listen to gravity, for example. You can really admit it's it's about it's it's about admitting what is actually there and what is actually happening. So y- Admitting the actual weight of your body parts and the and um, the space between them or the space between you and something else in the room or anything, there are all these there's lots of information there that you can notice. Mm-hmm. and then you work with that to to change those things or to move those things um, and and listen to those things and get interested in them as you move, basically.
0: And given that this is the application to the dance form, how mm-hmm. does it then translate into how you move in in normal life, like um, in a day to day?
1: Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's pretty interesting. I guess for me, Gaga has helped me not only as a dancer, but it, it's very obviously healing as well. Mm-hmm. And You know, it helps you to be more conscious and more aware of where you are in space and how to not lock something and how to keep things moving and unblocked Mm -hmm. and um, how to move through pain, for example, Mm -hmm. um, and how to enjoy effort and find pleasure in effort Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think about it all the time when I teach and I teach fitness as well. And I sometimes add in little images, even though it's unconventional, but I might add in some imagery from Gaga mm-hmm. right. in a fitness class, you know, mm-hmm. just to uh, expand someone's way of thinking about a movement and approaching a movement mm-hmm. um, and and for them to find some more like efficiency or functionality or ease in it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I, I'm thinking about it all the time when I how I hold my weight and where I place one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just to avoid pain and to engage my muscles and to feel free and yeah, and, and, and for many reasons. And in fact, um, one story that I like to tell
3: mm-hmm. um,
1: I, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with my dad and my brother mm-hmm. some years ago mm-hmm. and um, I was actually using gaga when I climbed the <laughs> mountain because so most of it most of the climb I found pretty okay like it wasn't physically that challenging for me but the main day when we were summiting and going to the peak it was very very steep and we were walking on squee which is like mm-hmm. this pebbly, sandy material. So if you take a step forward, um, you might, your foot might slide back slightly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's yeah. like kind of walking on sand a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. So it's challenging because of that, and it's challenging because it's steep, and it was very, very cold. It was like between minus 15 and 20 degrees, mm-hmm. um, and I was wearing all these layers, and it was getting very tiring. So, like I was telling you earlier in Gaga, we're always questioning things, we're always uh looking for new possibilities and flipping things on their head and seeing questioning organic movement. Like not everything has to feel natural. Mm. Like you can try new things or you can um change your perception of something. So mm. when I would take a step like walking up this mountain, if try to envision this. So if you if you put one foot up and, and you're going up something, right? You mm. there's a moment where you've placed your foot on, on a higher ground yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's a moment where you push your weight into that foot and then you, mm-hmm. you you've stepped up right mm-hmm. like if you step up and then before you place your foot again your other foot down mm-hmm. so instead of like when you put your foot down first there's no effort in that leg like if you take your right leg and you step higher and mm-hmm. you haven't transferred your weight yet mm-hmm. there's no weight in the right leg Mm. yet but then once you push down that's the moment of effort and that's when you might feel your quads like fire up for example Mm. so um instead of perceiving I try to flip it on its head instead of feeling like the rest and the effort the rest and the effort the rest Mm. and effort I try to tell myself that the effort the moment of effort was Mm. the rest
3: Mm. so
1: it's like it's a trick on myself you know because anyway the rest is physically fine for me that i am experiencing the rest so instead of um focusing on effort in the effort moment when i push down i'm thinking ah that's the rest that's Mm. like a letting go that's a spreading Mm. of energy that's like a movement of
3: Mm. pathways
1: highways whatever inside the Mm. body so Mm. you can always like shift your focus on something or um Mm. Or think about directions and pathways of your body parts differently and like achieve some physical result from yeah. it. You know,
2: I I always personally think of myself as a lazy person. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and you know, when you say when you said just now pleasure of effort, you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. you know, it rings a bell to me and then also when i think of artists and artists in general mm. you know because a lot of people i've been mean, artists or no artists they want pleasure they want the achievement but yeah. the effort part you know they find that it's such a pain you know yeah. and then they give up or you know some, <laughs> something else happens and then the other thing you know like there's this japanese saying told to me by uh, uh, some japanese artists uh, uh the the reward of work is more work (laughs) Mm. you know and i always believe in that you know as well and i always believe that you know although sometimes things are very daunting whether it's physically mentally whatever and we just need to push on and do it you know if we believe in it you know sometimes we the sad thing is sometimes we believe in the, the deep meaning of something but then we do not do it because we feel, "Oh, I'm just too tired, you know, I just don't have mm-hmm. any more energy, and mm-hmm. but, like you say, you know, when you think in a slightly you you just turn a switch, yeah, you know, and then it it becomes empowering,
1: absolutely, you know, and it's just a decision and like a mental thing to try, mm-hmm. um it's just like in gaga just choosing deciding that you're available. Mm. you're listening you're switched on Mm. and you're available for anything like in a class you like maybe the teacher will clap and Mm. you have to be like down on the ground or clap Mm. and you're Mm. up Mm. off the ground and there was no big production of coming up slowly it's like how do you snap into something how Mm. do you snap from one mode into another Mm. Um, and deciding to go for it and again it's, it's about staying open and staying curious and mm. researching mm. what you're doing and i guess it it makes you for me again i find that daga then like feeds into the rest of my life especially when i'm practicing it a lot like when i was in israel mm. um yeah. it it made me feel much more open mm. and switched on in the rest of life as well yeah, and it, then you you feel fluid like yeah. there's more there's always possibilities you're not stuck you can kind of problem solve or consider other possibilities or even be more empathetic to people for example mm-hmm. um
2: you know speaking just, of speaking of working yeah. i mean and observing people in israel right and their life experiences mm-hmm. whether back mm-hmm. then or even today you know it's still a tense place to be at mm-hmm. and also speaking uh as uh a person who, who does uh, a lot of physical work, like in the arts, you know, when mm-hmm. do you think in general for an artist, when should an artist overcome that idea of pain, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like to get rid of that and then like, you know, understand that no matter at whatever stage you are in your career or your path at work as an artist, the pain will always be there, and then to mm-hmm. m- to to move on from that. You you think mm-hmm. at, w- at what point for you as a yeah. dancer did you realize that, and then said, you know, I'm just gonna enjoy this. <laughs> wow. You know, when <laughs> well, did you did you have that realization? Like, oh, I think you gosh. do, and you know, <laughs> if you can share with us.
1: Sure, I'll try to. <laughs> um, well, firstly, I mean, there's good and bad pain, obviously, if you've like hurt yourself and you mm-hmm. have an injury, you have to be smart about that mm-hmm. and not push yourself, um, you know, in an unintelligent way. So you mm-hmm. do have to deal with that. But there yeah. is always some soreness or some, you know, maybe long term injury that you have. Mm-hmm. And a lot about a lot of it is like moving intelligently and, and feeling yeah. o- always well gaga helps you find a lot of like kind of fluidity in the movement mm-hmm. and and i don't know for example i've had like knee issues for very many years so mm-hmm. um i'm always like moving very consciously i'm thinking instead of pressure downwards i'm thinking of uh when i've bent like step say i'm squatting or lunging i'm mm-hmm. thinking of energy going horizontally out instead of vertically down mm-hmm. um Or I'm thinking of like water lubricating my joints Mm. constantly as I'm moving. Mm. Or I'm, you know, making sure that the rest of my body is sending energy out and I've got my core engaged and I'm doing all kinds of other things to Mm. take pressure off my knee.
3: Mm. Um,
1: Or there's like, you know, millions of images, whether there's something more poetic or something Mm. actually more um, anatomical. Mm. Mm. Um, What What about the
2: philosophical pain?
1: Mm-hmm. Philosophically, um, I guess you really have to love it. You have to find it so special. And we to you. should,
2: right? I mean, this is why yeah. we're doing this, right? You know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I I can't speak for somebody who doesn't love it as much as I do. But <laughs> for me, it means everything to me. It's uh, it's very important to me.
3: Mm. I
1: think it. I think I've experienced some of like the most beautiful moments of my life, dancing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's about, not actually even about my own ego of like, I'm doing this and I'm powerful and I'm mm. moving in this way. It's actually when you reach this kind of zone, then this is again, this peak state of the Shangri-La. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it sort of transcends that and it becomes egoless. And it's mm. you're so deeply in the listening that you are more of like a medium or a vehicle for something greater to pass through. And, um, and that's a really special experience and something that you, not everyone gets to experience, you know, Mm -hmm. and not even, I, well, I think most dancers feel that they have experienced this at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I think it, it, it takes like all this listening and all this presence and all this availability to the moment and to um, what I'm doing and even it's not only about me. It's also just a being in the room with everybody else mm. and feeling the energy of everybody mm. putting in this very honest work. Mm. Mm. Um, there's something like really beautiful about that. Yeah. When, you know, when yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: just 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 to share right my yeah. my personal experience, you know because. You know, I started off as an artist and then I became a curator. And basically, as a curator, you are mostly, for most part, you are an administrator, you're a manager, right? So (laughs) you manage people, you manage logistics, you manage artists, you manage whatever, that kind of thing. So one day, you know, I uh, I used to be quite close to this guy, Indonesian uh, guy, he's an architect, and I treated him like a mentor. You know, and then... I was sharing with him because I just had started work as a curator at the museum, I think maybe a year or or a few months or something like this. So he asked me like, so how are you, you know, how is it going? And then because he's my mentor, so I started to complain. And then I was saying that, you know, there's this and that, the bureaucracy, la 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 la. And then he just looked at me and then I looked at him and then he said, are you complaining? Yeah. And then... I got it straight away and I shut up and I mm. told myself that, okay, I shouldn't have, you know, spoken that way and I should mm. count myself as being very privileged, you know, to be yeah. in this position, uh, to be able to lead a team, to do shows, to work with artists, to whatever pain, whatever yeah. complaints I have, I have to like, you know, take it in my, my stride. Yeah. And then I just got to do it, you know.
1: See, we be- get to make these discoveries like yeah. when you're engaging with art Mm. and when you're dancing or when you're practicing or your art practice Mm. um it's really lucky it's really a privilege Mm. to get to go to those places Mm. and um i don't know there's a lot that's revealed to you it's very intimate Mm. it's very and you're not it's it's a moment of like even surrendering control Mm. and seeing what comes up you know, and it and can, it can get emotional or it can get or you can realize something or who knows what comes to you in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a journey that, you know, people like you climb to the top of a mountain or you you chase after some experience to like have that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and um in Gaga, we call that like a wow moment, and how you should always—you can find a wow moment like doing the most basic thing, You can and you have to surprise yourself and and find like be so interested in what you're doing and, and create that moment for yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what I was thinking in in what you're telling us is there are all these methodologies, right? We mm-hmm. learn these systems of practice, or whether you're, mm-hmm. you're trained as a classical dancer and there's a certain way of moving, mm-hmm. but what supports that a lot more is the emotional or the depth of feeling that mm-hmm. then comes in to push you that much further. Sure. And I think sure. as artists, as cultural practitioners, as people in this mental state of creating and originality and translating what we see and feel and putting that out as products into the world or as um, our own expressions, we have that power to channel intention and mm-hmm. make people feel a similar way or a dissimilar yeah. way, right? Yeah. But we mm-hmm. operate so much outside of structures that have been established yes. by systems and by hierarchies. Mm-hmm. And that exactly. is, yeah, you know, the the very defining element of what it means, perhaps, to be in the arts and to share messages through art.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree. I think that's why it's so important, because it then transforms, hopefully, your thinking just generally. And just because something has been done a certain way throughout history doesn't mean it's always the right way or the only way or the way that works forever Mm -hmm. Um, it's nice to be able to be flexible you know Mm -hmm. mentally um, and and to be empathetic and to you know and and not
2: not not in a way that is you know to make change but not in a way that it is always confrontational towards others right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah it's about having a sensitivity and that's like I, you know, some people consider the word sensitive to have like a negative connotation. Mm. And I don't. I personally absolutely don't. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's a very beautiful thing to be sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Gaga's the practice of physically making yourself sensitive to everything around you. Mm. And I think that when you're sensitive as a person as well, um, I mean, hopefully you don't, how you react with it is, you know, up to you and you should mm. you don't have a dramatic reaction to everything but yeah, having yeah. sensitivity to others and thoughtfulness and and, and awareness um, and attention to detail mm. um, and and curiosity and open-mindedness mm. is useful and, and it, it leads I think to more solutions than blockages and problems and barriers
2: mm. I think being sensitive relates to having this uh, or being in these states of consciousness, you know, when yeah. rather than being sensitive as in like, you know, complaining and whining and all mm-hmm. these things, exactly. but sen- sensitive, exactly. uh, you know, meaning conscious and open exactly, and, you know, aware hundred percent yeah yeah
1: and and this is the whole thing this is what i love it's like gaga for me is like the physical practice of practicing all these things which yeah, are hard yeah. to cultivate yeah. you know emotionally and and mentally Um, but you get to go do it physically in a very accessible way no matter who you are and actually there are two streams of Gaga one is for dancers and one is called Gaga people and Mm. it's just for anybody to practice Mm -hmm. Gaga and it's less technical there's less dance vocabulary Mm -hmm. um, included in it and it's really for anyone and there are actually a lot of elderly people who do it Mm -hmm. um, and, and find it hugely I don't know, life changing. (laughs) Um, But the whole idea is this like coming in and and getting to practice the sensitivity and, Mm. and finding range. It's like, it's all on a physical scale, but then you can take it elsewhere. You know, Mm. it's finding physical range and contrast and nuance and subtlety and um, the practice of like not coming so full to something like you can, you can actually do less and you can empty yourself a little bit and be more available and more quiet and more present Mm. and move from that place and Mm. so we're doing that physically but then if you do that in real life like there's something really beautiful about that where you can enter a conversation Mm. and know how to listen you know Mm. and um not come so full of like the things you think you are or the things Mm. you think the other person is or what you know Mm. or um you don't have to know everything all the time mm-hmm. you can also ask questions you can also yeah. listen you take things in um, and I think that that's like a very peaceful and a productive also state yeah. to be in
2: okay I have one last question sure <laughs> which is which relates to this place you know called Singapore you know sure. what, what, <laughs> what what is it about Singapore I mean that brings you back and Mm. that now you're here or I hope actually you do you know uh once you're fully fledged like gaga uh, certified teacher you know you'll be back here and you know to be sharing it with with uh, the community here but also I'm very curious why Singapore
1: oh thanks well (laughs) um, (laughs) um, well to be honest my family lives here I grew up here and my Mm. family is still here Mm. and I This is home to me since I grew up here and I've lived the longest in Singapore. So Mm. um, I came back more out of circumstance Mm.
3: (laughs) um, Mm.
1: than intentionally. Mm. However, I do really enjoy being in Singapore. Mm. I value um, many things about the way society operates here. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that there is scope for lots of new things to happen here. Um, and that's why I thought it would be really interesting mm-hmm. to bring Gaga here once I am able to teach it mm-hmm. um, because it's something that that doesn't exist and it's quite foreign, I think, mm-hmm. to the way of working here from mm-hmm. what I've observed or, or experienced. Um, I think that obviously in Singapore, we know how to follow rules really well. <laughs> Which I think is great. Actu- like look, look at look at uh, the state of things this year in 2020 yeah, with yeah, COVID. Like yeah. we are in a very good position compared to many countries because mm-hmm. we have respect for others and we know how to mm-hmm. follow rules. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong about that. And mm-hmm. I think that there is having structure is a great thing mm-hmm. and having order is a great thing. But mm-hmm. um, knowing also how to not also get stuck in, mm-hmm. in that um, mm-hmm. is also very interesting and knowing how to not feel like the work that you make is contrived, mm-hmm. you know, and how to find new places and honest places mm-hmm. to begin from and to work from. Mm-hmm. Um, and and ha- like thinking outside the box and, mm-hmm. and being more creative, like these are all things that I think mm-hmm. we could do in Singapore, wow. you know,
0: so, so much profound. Hope. yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you oh yeah this is a wonderful conversation yeah. there's so much to learn and when we think about reframing perspectives and approaching how we've seen the world in a new light you know that's something we can all grow with
2: yeah thank you so much thank you I hope been to been catch so nice you to soon as well thank yeah, you all thank the best you so much and thanks for having me yes the, our pleasure <laughs> bye. Yeah. bye bye thank bye. you bye thank you
3: we